Hey, it's Clay. Welcome to another episode of the Money with Clay podcast. I absolutely love it when the pieces just fall into place beautifully. And as much as I wish I could take credit and say, oh, this was all planned and this was part of some sort of big master vision. No, I I can't say it was. It just happened to uh, be the way it was. And it happens to have, at least I think, worked out very well. And I am really kind of piggybacking off of last week's episode. Not that you necessarily have to listen to it because I know that one was a little bit longer at over 30 minutes. But one of the points that I made and spent quite a bit of time talking about um, really kind of almost comes full circle in regards to having a great real life example and viewpoint. That's not my viewpoint, but a viewpoint of somebody that is, I mean, there's really no denying it, much more successful, quote unquote, than I am. And it kind of just brings about why exactly I, w- I was talking and trying to hammer home so much on it last week because there is that fine line and you want to make sure that you're not crossing the line because in all actuality, in many cases, you know, the, the perceived maybe problem or the perceived maybe injustice, whatever you want to call it, uh, the, the perceived mistreatment is actually a good thing and it can really help. So as a quick summary from last week's episode, I talked about how there is a, an article out there about a 46-year-old th- therapist, and you know this therapist, to their credit, was very transparent about a, a lot of their regrets that they went through, uh, and looking, you know, kind of reflecting back on life. And one of their regrets was, uh, you know, their second one was called, you know, advocating for myself at work. And basically, in a quote from this article, uh, the way they put it was, when I was denied a raise, I didn't ask what it would take to get one. When I felt mistreated by a superior, I kept my mouth shut because I thought speaking up would hurt my career path. So the key thing there being when they felt mistreated, quote unquote, by a superior, they regret, you know, just keeping their mouth shut and not speaking up. And the the point that I was trying to make there was that's a fine line of, you know, mistreating. Now, of course, there's blatant instances where you can be mistreated and it's, you know, just like I said, very obvious to anybody looking at it's like, okay, yeah, that, that is definitely a mistreatment given the context and given you know all the surrounding details of the situation. There's no doubt about it, that is mistreatment. But, but there's also the other side where, sure, it may feel like mistreatment because you're not necessarily hearing what you wanna hear or maybe somebody's critiquing you or maybe somebody is you know just quote unquote being mean to you but does that actually mean it's mistreatment? And in many cases, no. Just because somebody isn't necessarily patting you on the head and saying, hey, that's a great job, or telling you how great it is, or you know, just kind of you know, being nice, that doesn't automatically mean that it's mistreatment. So that's what piggybacks perfectly in the article that I came across you know, the past week that you know, really builds upon this. And the article comes from CNBC, and the title of the article is Why Billionaire? So like I said, I, I, I have no problem saying this person is quite a bit more successful than me, but why billionaire Ray Dalio loves criticism? Or you could even put, replace criticism with loves you know, mistreatment and says you should too. Very quickly again, just to reiterate, there are some instances at work where yes, mistreatment or just in life is mistreatment and there's no doubt about it. You know, you, you got to stand up for yourself and you got to just, you know, you know, speak up. Even if you think it could hurt your career or just hurt whatever situation. Like I said, I, I'm not saying that blatant mistreatment doesn't happen. I just want to make sure that and really drive home 
that there's also that you know fine line out there where is it mistreatment or is it criticism with again which again this billionaire quote unquote loves so let's get through this and you know just like i said i'm all a fan and nothing it's not like this is a mind-blowing rationale or logic on my part i've said it a million times and i'll probably say it a million more times but if somebody that's worth billions of dollars offers up a thought or offers up a suggestion or offers up advice. That doesn't mean you just follow it, but is it at least worth listening to? Yeah, it absolutely is. So let's see what this billionaire, like I said, has to say about criticism. So starting off the article, criticism can be tough, can be a tough thing to stomach. Exactly, which is why it's a fine line between that and mistreatment. But according to Ray Dalio, founder of the world's largest hedge fund, it's not something to shield away from. Uh, or excuse me, it's not something to be shied away from. Real quick, if you're not familiar with a hedge fund, a hedge fund is just basically a bunch of people give their money to this guy and say, hey, please take my money and make my money grow. Now, there, there's more that goes into a hedge fund, but you know, at, from a, a, a just top-down kind of general perspective, that's what a hedge fund is. People giving their money to somebody else and that quote-unquote somebody else, in this case, Ray Dalio, is tasked with, well, just making their money grow and get that much bigger. And given, as the article says, he runs the largest hedge fund in the world, there's a reason why he's a billionaire. There's a reason why a lot of people give him money. So again, does that mean we need to just follow exactly what he says? No, but we should definitely consider it. So picking back up the article, in fact, it should be welcomed, says the billionaire investor. It, of course, being criticism. So he's saying, hey, criticism should be welcomed. And I quote, I love it, Bridgewater Associate Dalio told CNBC's Christian Tan in a recent episode of Managing Asia. Why? Well, it offers up an opportunity. I love that. And that's what I find fascinating is, think about it. What word is he associating with criticism? Opportunity. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know if I've ever really looked at it that way as far as using the word opportunity to put right next to criticism. But I mean, it, it makes sense when you stop and think about it. So again, why? Well, it offers up an opportunity to stress test your ideas and improve your decisions, which is really true. If you are thinking about doing something, if you are throwing out an idea, or maybe you started to do something, that's really what criticism is. It, it, it's putting a little stress test to see how things are working or how maybe you could better improve them. For me, as a former engineer, you know, when I see stress test, I mean, that has a very literal sense. That was part of a job, at least in the type of engineering I was doing is, hey, you have these parts and you gotta make sure these parts are, are built well. Okay, well, how do you make sure that a part is actually built well? Well, you gotta see, can it take a beating? Can it take um, some mistreatment? Can it take some stress? So you would put them through stress tests and these parts needed to be able to take a certain amount of stress before they would break. And if they broke before that certain amount of stress, you know, as the forces and torques and all that sort of stuff, we won't go down that pathway. But the point is, if they cannot meet that criteria, if they cannot last under a certain amount of stress, well, then they weren't well built. And if they weren't well built, then well, back to the drawing board, we need to get a better plan. We need to get a, a better you know product out there. And the same is exactly true here for this idea is if you have an idea, if you have a plan, if you have a strategy, if you start to do something, well, if people are offering up some critiques, some criticism, then hey, that, that is a good way to improve your decisions. It is, again, to use his word, an opportunity. So picking back up here at the article, it's a realization Dalio came to the hard way. In 1982, he blindly predicted a stock market crash despite critiques 
from his naysayers. That bet nearly lost Dalio his business, an experience he has described as a painfully humbling, but it went on to define his future. And I quote, that was the best thing that ever happened to me, Dalio said, next to my marriage and my kids, which is, I think it's quite revealing. I mean, think about it. He literally almost lost his business, but yet that was the best thing that happened to him. Second, though, to his marriage and his kids. And have you ever been there? I know I have. And that makes me feel better in a, in a way where, you know what? Have you ever had somebody critique you? Have you ever had somebody offer up criticism? And dare I say, have you ever maybe thought, I don't know, that person's just mistreating me. They're mean. But at the end of the day, they were just stress testing you. They were, they were stress testing. They were putting to the test your idea or what you're thinking of doing, or again, maybe what you already were doing. And at the end of the day, they turned out to be right. You turned out to be wrong. And sure, it's not necessarily a matter of who was right or who was wrong or you know anything like that, but it's, it's a matter of, you know, it, it's wise to at least consider what other people are saying and not automatically jump to the conclusion that it's mistreatment or it's just, you know, some sort of, you know, negative consequence of anything. Maybe it's just a matter of them caring and them offering you up some sound advice based on their experience or based on maybe things they's, they've done or you know something of that nature. Now, once again, yeah, sure, it could just be flat out mistreatment, but like I said, very fine line there and you wanna make sure that you are as wise as possible when it comes to these sorts of situations. So going back to the article here, and once again, and I quote, it made me think, how do I know I'm right? He continued, that changed my approach to life. I wanted to find the smartest people I could who disagreed with me and to understand their reasoning and to work things through. I mean, again, that's that's really, and like I said, I benefit from these things just as much as you, so I don't wanna come across if you're a new listener as, you know, this is me just reading this stuff to you and I've always had all this stuff figured out. No, no, quite the opposite, actually. I, I'm, I'm learning and talking out this out loud and, and trying to benef- better myself just along with what I'm assuming is you trying to benefit yourself um, and, and, you know, uh, just improve yourself by listening to the show here. And although it's taken me a while to, to figure this out, I will say that I, I really do my best, hence really the podcast like I was just talking about and you know, reading headlines, reading articles, of trying to find people that are, are way smarter than I am. And I mean, Ray Dalio, he I have, again, no problem admitting that he is more successful and he's probably way, way, way more smarter than I am. So I'm, I'm curious with his thoughts on things. And just because I may not agree or disagree with him, that's not necessarily the idea. The idea is, okay, why are we agreeing? Why are we maybe disagreeing? Perhaps I'm wrong in my thinking and he's providing some logical and a good thought process to his way of you know arriving from point A to B. So again, critiques. Sure, he may not critique me directly as in he calls me up on the phone, but if I disagree or if, you know, if what he's writing or what he's saying is something where I'm like, you know, I don't quite believe that or I don't quite think that's how it is, at least gets my mind turning and he's offering me a critique not directly, but just indirectly through his article. And that's why you should always be out there. I'm not saying you read every headline or you should have the news playing all the time in the background. In fact, I'd probably advise against the news in the background, given how much down the toilet that whole thing has gone. But at least browsing headlines, reading books, just looking at other people's lives who are smarter than you are, who you would classify as more successful, 
And once again, as I've said in past podcasts, not necessarily just blindly agreeing with everybody, but at least thinking things through because this is all critiquing. And as, again, Ray Dalio says, that's an opportunity. Picking back up her the article, in the years that followed, the entrepreneur did just that and made feedback a central tenet of his business. Indeed, it's a culture for which Bridgewater Associates has become famous. Under a philosophy Dalio dubs idea mediocrity, staff are expected to openly give and receive feedback, good and bad, regardless of their level of or position. That includes to himself, he said. Anybody I'm working with always has the right to question anything, the right to the opinion, said Dalio. The alternative of letting criticism fester away unspoken is no use to anyone, he said. When people keep bad thoughts held in their minds and they don't put them on the table, it's very inefficient and it's very unproductive, he said. Let's have a totally open communication. If you want an organization to be really, really successful, this is the key to Bridgewater success, then you want a real idea. Or then you want a real idea, mediocrity. So, and then the article ends there. And so think about it, and I, and I will attest as somebody that's built a couple businesses now, the, the, the business's success, the business the businesses that have you know grown, it's because I, I listen to feedback. And yeah, it, it it's rough, and I'm, I'm still trying to get better at it, but when you put in a lot of time and you put in a lot of effort, what I gotta remind myself is, listen, Clay, just because you put in a lot of time and effort, that does not just mean that it is a good thing, or that does not mean that it's a perfect thing. Time and effort, I mean, if you're putting time and effort, you know, following a map incorrectly and you arrive at the wrong spot, yeah, yes, that sorry, you're still at the wrong spot. I don't care how much time and effort you put in following the map if if you didn't do it right. Therefore, you still have work to do. And that's what I always have to remind myself of. But as I've gotten better, then that's allowed me to to grow, uh, to to grow, excuse me. Uh, you know, my business and really my other one that ha- involves, you know, the, the, the financial markets and trading and, you know, being active in your investments and trades and all that sort of thing. Uh, but, you know, the history there was it started off with a, a single class or a course. And then people will say, yeah, Clay, that was good. But, and then it was always, all right, well, what comes after the but? But what happens if you did that? And at first I'm like, well, you know, I, and, you know, I almost got offended in a sense. Well, what do you mean? But, I mean, the, that class, but I've learned, you know what? You know what, there may be an opportunity there and there definitely was an opportunity because that went from one class to now I think there's like 15 classes and, and it's really expanded things. So I, I really do and I back up and I agree with his logic that yeah, from a business perspective, feedback is very, very important and critiques are very, very important because they are offering up an opportunity and they, they can be money-making opportunities. I mean, if somebody is critiquing you and saying that was good but there can be money in the butt in the sense of, hey, you know what? What comes after the the, the butt is, is there another opportunity to, to put something together? And in my case, yeah, there absolutely was. And, uh, you know, people were, because they enjoyed the main product, they're thinking, hey, well, I, I, that was great. But if you did that, I mean, I'd certainly, you know, invest and in, in, in pay for that also. Um, so I, once you learn to kind of set that ego aside and realize that it's nobody mistreating you, it's nobody being mean to you, it's just people offering up a critique there is a whole lot of opportunity out there. So I, I really found that just perfect timing in, in context with last week's episode and that whole article. And once again, this is coming from somebody that runs the biggest hedge fund in the world. And I love how the policy is all about, hey, 
feedback is open no matter where you stand, no matter what your rank is or you know your your job level is, have an open, you know, line of communication. And you know, if as he says, if you want an organization to be really, really successful, you know, that's the key then is to just have open communication, open feedback, open critiques, because at the core, it's all about putting ideas, putting thoughts through that stress test, and that's ultimately gonna result in ideal situations. So again, just, yes, there can be mistreatment, but you also don't wanna cross that line where it's actually not mistreatment, it's just somebody caring about you, and they're offering up as you know the best feedback possible. So that is all I have. Like I said, this was only one was kind of like a, a, a part two in a sense. So I know not as long as you know some of the past episodes, but the, you know length doesn't necessarily mean that it's a le- less valuable or more valuable. We got right to the point here, and there are definitely some great things out there. So the next time somebody is telling you something that maybe hurts your feelings or maybe makes you think, "What a jerk." or you know some sort of negative thought process to the other part or you know to the other party that's kind of telling that to you just take a step back realize you know what maybe this is just some criticism maybe i'm just being put under a stress test and what they're saying you know is there any sort of validity to it and if you approach things like that which again is not always easy i'm still working on it but i can also you know attest from my experience is that if, if you do just kind of get past the whole hurt feelings, get past the whole pff, you're a jerk you know, emotion that can rise up, there is definitely some nuggets of wisdom and maybe even some money-making nuggets that are in there from other people's critiques and feedback to you. So just have an open ear and you never know what uh, that criticism, those stress tests may provide to you. So thank you for hanging out and uh, hopefully you got something from that and I will see you back next week. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating. That goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there, and I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the slab money method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I used to pay off of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.